Welcome to your go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it. Gaming? Wait for it. Anime? Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Wait For It Podcast. I am your co-host, Phil Smith, a.k.a. Phil the Filipino. And of course, as always, I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Eric Almighty, for yet another one of our movie reviews. And this time around, we are talking about Mortal Kombat, the latest video game adaptation to hit the screens. And Eric, I know we were actually cautiously optimistic about this one the closer and closer it got you know after we started seeing some more trailers yeah this actually turned into a movie that we were not really sure we were gonna watch and it turned into something we were kind of anticipating actually especially after that first trailer and then of course me not having any self-control they released the first seven minutes of the movie you know on youtube and i had to watch that and yeah we're gonna talk about that, that soon here too yeah the, the intro of the movie is uh very very strong so i was even more hype um and then i watched the demon slayer movie actually right before i watched this and uh it was fantastic spoiler alert i'm gonna have an episode in may about that the first episode in may actually talking about that movie but i feel like that actually affected the way i watched this one so i'm curious to see if you had the same impact phil just kind of going in blind Yeah, of course, the track record with these video game films is a little iffy. You know, we've had definite misses such as Assassin's Creed and then ones that were pretty good, such as Detective Pikachu. And, you know, where is Mortal Kombat going to land on on the former, the latter or maybe somewhere in the middle? We will certainly get to that. But for those of you who are joining us that are returning listeners, thank you so much for your support. We are super happy to have you back. And for those of you first time listeners, welcome to the Wait For It podcast. If you enjoy this episode, stick around to the very end and we'll tell you where you can find all the rest of our content. I promise that there is something here for everybody. Um, But Eric, with that being said, for those new listeners, let them know how our movie reviews usually go. So we keep it pretty simple here. We're going to go straight into likes of the film, keeping it positive to start off. Then we're going to go into dislikes. And depending on the film, that section can be pretty long. Then we go into our final thoughts before giving our review of the movie. And this review will be completely spoiler free. We felt that this is going to be something that not everyone knows about the lore and all of those things. And me and Phil definitely are not qualified to go into deep dive for Easter eggs on Mortal Kombat. So we're going to save that to the pros and we're going to keep it strictly spoiler free, whether or not you've seen the film. That's right, folks. So let's get into it here, Eric. Let's talk about any likes or positives that we took away from the film. And as you mentioned, you know, you did watch the first seven minutes of the film when it was released on YouTube just a few days ago. And I got to tell you, I I mean, we're going to talk about some other stuff here, of course, in just a moment. But I got to tell you, when I saw that opening scene and just kind of the what I thought the overall tone of the film was going to be, I was certainly very, very excited. The fighting was certainly on point right away. They hit you in the face with the gore. And and if you are going to make a Mortal Kombat movie, it has to be gory. I don't know if you remember, Eric, the Mortal Kombat movies from the 90s. It's been a long time since I watched them, but they were both rated PG-13 and there was like barely any blood. That is not the case in 2021's Mortal Kombat. 
No, they definitely have that in their back pocket. And any, anything with Sub-Zero and Scorpion, and unfortunately, you know, I'm going to be bringing something related to this, um, you know, up in dislikes, but anything involving these two characters, starting off the movie and then towards the finale, it is really, really solid. Um, it actually makes me want to see more of them, which is, you know, some of the themes you'll hear about how they set up the potential for a sequel and what our thoughts are on if they should do that or not. But honestly, I would watch these guys fight forever. And I love the the whole concept. The two actors that played um, Sub-Zero and Scorpion were fantastic. Um, I'll probably pronounce these wrong, but Joe Taslam and Hiroyuki uh, Sonata, uh, both fantastic. I know Sonata is a high, highly renowned actor, um, you know, as well. So again, really, really great job by those two in particular. And I feel like we'd be remiss not to mention Josh Lawson and his portrayal mm-hmm. of Kano who was just, everybody just says he's been stealing the movie. And I kind of got to agree. He was hilarious. He was definitely very, very funny. There were a few jokes that fell a little flat, but for the most part, he was definitely a a really, really good um, comedic part of the movie in terms of his storyline. And it's kind of funny. I know you don't watch Superstore, but Josh Lawson played a pharmacist in Superstore. And then one season, he just kind of disappeared so like Superstore fans are being are, are kind of like oh he he was secretly Kano <laughs> kind of so Superstore <laughs> is in the in the in the Mortal Kombat universe in this case which I thought is is kind of funny but yeah no Kano was really really great Josh Lawson did an excellent job with the delivery and you know you can kind of tell right away he's going to be that quippy character and you know that's how he is in the video games as well even though uh, you know we play them casually because they're a lot it's a lot of fun to just try and beat the crap out of your friend <laughs> in, in Mortal Kombat. But yeah, he was really, really good. I'm, I'm glad you brought up uh, the Joe Taslim and and, um, and Sonata. They did, like you said, I would I would 100% love to see more of them. And maybe we will, you know, not to get too spoilerific here. Were there any other characters that stood out for you here, Eric? I'm, I'm glad that we also got fatalities, which was which for the most part, I thought re- looked really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, as far as characters go, I mean, the the person who played uh, Liu Kang was was fine. I think there were a couple fine characters, and then there were some in the opposite spectrum, which we're going to get to here shortly. So I think those three that I mentioned were really the standout characters that are going to make you really like this film more um, than you probably expected. Uh, but there's a lot of things, you know, that, that we can get into here in a moment. I'd say for the fatalities, though, to your point, Phil... That was pretty cool to see. Again, the fact that there was blood, gore, they went a little all out for some of those things. Um, I will say I was still expecting a little more. So I don't think they quite hit what Mortal Kombat could be. But let's just be happy we got what we got. You know, especially when you mentioned the the 90s Mortal Kombats and how those turned out with literally no blood. Yeah, it's uh, I'll send you a couple of videos. That way you don't have to actually watch the movies. They're like 15, 20 minute videos explaining what happened because for that for all intents and purposes the mortal Kombat, the 1995 mortal Kombat, was a little bit of a technical marvel for its time so you know i get people hold it in it's, it's kind of a little bit of a of a cult classic it's kind of one of those so bad that it's good films the second one is absolutely shit <laughs> that one is absolutely terrible they went in a completely different direction lots of recastings as well so you know they kind of uh, they kind of suffered from that i don't know if it was uh the first one eric is directed by the director that does all the resident evil movies which kind of gives you an idea of the, the tone of the tone of all of those so um 
you know, take yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of really all I need to tell you. But yeah, there. I mean, again, you have to get the fighting down. The fight choreography was really, really good. The the gore, even though you mentioned maybe it could have been, it wasn't full on what we've seen in the games. And I think you kind of have to maybe ease people into that because, of course, you guys have played Mortal Kombat, you know, 9, 10, 11. They've definitely cranked up the brutality of the game. And I think maybe even though there is blood and gore in this, you kind of have to ease an audience into that because, yes, I think a lot of this is fanfare. Like, uh, there are there are definitely a lot of moments in here. I watched a video on Watch Mojo, Eric, that had, you know, top 10 Easter eggs, references, and stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff in here. And there are even some characters that are pretty deep cuts that I've never heard of. Um, one specifically, we'll, we'll talk about it off air because, again, I don't want to spoil that character. But there are definitely some deep cuts in here. And I feel, uh, just scrolling through some reviews from Mortal Kombat lore fans, it's being received pretty positively. And again, like you said, I think that's really kind of all you can ask for. Yeah, and that's where we're going to probably segue into dislikes, Phil, unless you have anything else you really wanted to shine a light on. Because I feel like this movie did struggle a little bit with balancing appeasing the Mortal Kombat fans that are out there that love the lore, and then also introducing Mortal Kombat to a brand new audience. That wasn't any more clear than the character of Cole Young, who is our main protagonist of the film. And and I do, I do want to say, uh, Louis Tan, I believe is his name. Um, he's half Chinese, half English. I understand the reasoning. I get kind of the backstory that you wanted to try to fit in here. It was... Again, I don't really think his portrayal was bad, but it wasn't an interesting take on this brand new character. There's so many characters in here that could have filled that role. Um, You know, we brought up the beginning of the movie with uh, Sonata. His character for Scorpion, I don't see why you couldn't have made that the protagonist of this film or picked anyone else. Liu Kang. There's so many characters from the lore you could have picked to play the main character and you chose to do a brand new one who was basically um again just there he was lame as shit eric that you're beating around the bush just say he was fucking lame i, I don't I, I feel bad for the <laughs> for the guy i really I do because he wasn't that i don't know <laughs> just say that he's lame okay you're, I, was, I was like just say it just come on like, like i said this is nothing to do with the actor i don't i don't think that this is his fault and and, and as far as the dialogue eric this is his, all his dialogue is ripped from the fast and the furious where he's just talking about his family and saving the world that's the that's his whole thing he's not even a good mma fighter and we chose <laughs> it and he, he just happened to have the you know the mortal kombat seal or, or marking that they that they've shown in the trailers but he's not even good at that and i don't know if you know this but he was also in deadpool 2 he was a, he was shatterstar who i think died like immediately remember when they all jumped out of the plane <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> he, he was, was shatterstar wasn't he the one that, you had to bring that up wasn't he the one that landed inside the shredder <laughs> <Wasn't> that... <laughs> i just feel like that was unnecessary to bring up i feel like that wasn't appropriate and there, he's also but. in iron fist which i don't think you ever watched and you don't need to but if i remember correctly because some people were talking about it on reddit his character in iron fist actually wasn't that bad and uh again this i, I just uh, he was yeah it was not good i guess he also played kung jin in uh, mortal kombat uh, generations which i believe was like a youtube web series uh, that never um that 
receive mixed reviews. So yeah, no, just just say he was lame, Eric. You don't have to. You don't have to sugarcoat it. What I will say is, as much as I want to kind of give him a, a pass, I definitely didn't care about his damn family. Um, and they made no, that, not at all. They made that very apparent that that was going to be his thing. Um, and I did not care. He gets a very superhero like origin moment that um. is not worth it, and his power. <laughs> His power is not worth all of that hype and all of that build. His arcana, I think that's what it's called. Ar- Ar- yeah, arcana. It, it just isn't worth it at all. I don't, I don't like it, and it's a very big pain point in the movie because if you don't get on board with the main character, it brings down the entire film. This this movie is literally carried by its supporting cast. Um, and it's a lot to ask for for an adaption of a video game movie that, again, already has that stigma attached to it. And I feel like, honestly, these are like my final thoughts I'm throwing in here. So I wish I saved that. <laughs> I wish that didn't just leave my <laughs> mouth. But honestly, that's really how I feel right now. And and it's going to really affect the score for me. So outside of the main character, we got that out of the way, Phil. What else did you not like about this movie? Because I feel like we probably had a couple things. There were certainly... <sighs> Again, it's it's kind of it's hard to critique because I don't need a serious Mortal Kombat movie. Like I think you go into this expecting it to be a little campy, you know, fun, you know, quippy, like you you got with with Kano. But it, it it all happens really fast, and I know people were like going into this. People heard about the runtime being you know two hours, and people were saying, "Well, how are you going to fit the lore in?" In two hours, and the answer is you don't. You you really don't. Obviously, they went into this wanting to set up a cinematic universe because that's what everybody is doing, and you know they, they just didn't have enough time, and w- which is kind of baffling because again, they're not that many characters in here, and I don't need the backstory of everybody, but yeah, they they probably could have benefited from either less characters. Or maybe an extra half an hour. It just, the pacing is kind of all over the place. Cole just buys into this immediately with very little <laughs> explanation. <laughs> He's like, "I gotta leave my family. I gotta, I gotta keep my family safe. I'm gonna leave." And then, and then, and then, and then puts, puts his them family in danger. In danger. Puts them in danger. <laughs> with no explanation, yeah, literally. Yeah. He let's just without spoiling the movie. He literally has a it has a challenge. And in the beginning of the movie, he also has a challenge and basically gives up. So he does the same later in the movie. And it literally puts his family in danger. He's not a likable character. And this movie really struggled to make him interesting in any way. And yes, he does go along with everything. He's just watching Liu Kang with fire out of his hands and Raiden just shoot electricity up in the air. And he's like, cool, this is my life now. Like, this is what I'm doing now. And it it wasn't realistic and I'm not expecting realism in a Mortal Kombat movie, but when you give me a main character who's literally just human to start off, again, it's like this chosen one story. The chosen one kind of has to be interesting. You can't watch Harry Potter and be like, yeah, I like everyone except Harry Potter. You're not going <laughs> to enjoy that franchise. That is such that is such a good point. And again, it feels like we're ganging up on on lewis dan we're not trying yeah, can we get away from him I, yeah. I mentioned some other things i'll how about this i'll throw in a character uh two characters i didn't like also um speaking of raiden i didn't like that interpretation of the character 
I, gotta, I personally had a hard I time video this video here in just a moment on, on I had a hard time hearing him in the movie and then I also hated the actor that played Kung Lao if the movie was gonna be cheesy I understood that but he had the cheesiest Mortal Kombat lines that it felt like he was forced to say them because the script told him to and he wasn't interesting at all to me even though he was built up to be like one of the most powerful combatants again a lot of issues the villains outside of sub-zero all trash in my opinion again those are my my, my quick takes on the it. one involved i'm sorry you said let's get away from him but the one that involved cole pissed me off <laughs> we can talk about it off the, air <laughs> i was under the impression that that was i was under the impression that that was a pretty strong character um in the games and a pretty it big is. deal no it is I guess not because I am. Yeah. So without getting without getting into that too, too much, Phil, was there any other dislikes or anything else we want to call out? I feel like we did start shitting on this movie a lot here and I we feel were, bad. It's it, it started relatively positive and then took off a, a sharp it, left. It, it really took a turn. So let me ask, is there anything else that you would like to highlight uh, as a negative for this this film? No, again, I don't want to be too hard on it because I didn't go into this expecting some Oscar-worthy Mortal Kombat film. I, I for the most part, got what I wanted um, as far as the the fighting and the gore and fatalities. So I, I don't want to shit on it more than we already have because you can get super nitpicky with this if we wanted to. But I don't think this really warrants the time, to be honest with you. <laughs> All right, Phil. Well, honestly, again, I think we really started to tear this movie apart for all the negative things about it, but we have nothing but positive things to say about this week's affiliate, Buzzsprout. So a lot of people have been asking us lately, Eric, you know, is podcasting difficult to get into? Well, it really isn't when you have the right partners. The team over at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. We use Buzzsprout here at the Wait For a Podcast, and we absolutely love it. Eric, you and I toyed around with some other podcasting hosting websites, and none of them really held a candle to Buzzsprout. No, not really. And that's because Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, and tools to promote your episode. Yeah, you can basically start with any gear that you already have, along with a quiet space. But if you ever want to upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of resources to help you find the right equipment at the right price. So once this episode's over, go ahead and go to the show notes to join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. By following that link in the show notes, it lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan. And of course, it's one of the best ways you can help support our show. All right, Phil. So we're at the point here where we're going to give our final thoughts and our grades. I gave a pretty good overview earlier that I wish I saved for last. So while I gather my thoughts, I'm going to let you go first. Sounds good. Well, you know, with Mortal Kombat, we get yet another okay, not great video game adaptation. There are plenty of nods and Easter eggs related to the source material, which should be really rewarding for fans. The fight choreography and the fatalities are also on point. If you were looking for the blood and gore that was missing from the Mortal Kombat movies in the 90s, this certainly has it. However, the story suffers from an incredibly weak and bland main character and kind of weird pacing. The first seven to ten minutes of the movie tease a film that would have been much more interesting. Instead, we're forced to care about some nerd who was given Fast and the Furious family dialogue and even worse, isn't a good fighter. 
it's clear, of course, they're looking to set up a cinematic universe and there are interesting enough plot threads that can be followed up on. But even for a film that is expected to be campy, at least give us a likable main character. Does it have fun moments? Absolutely. Will I watch it again? Probably not. I gave it a 6 out of 10. Yeah, honestly, mine's going to be pretty short and sweet here. I feel like I, I, I gave it a pretty good, you know, nail in the coffin there earlier. But Mortal Kombat was fun. Um, I'd like to see a sequel improve upon the first one. But was it a good movie? Not really. Video game movies, they continue to struggle to adapt with the generic scripts from Hollywood. And it's so obvious here. The movie feels like several good movies and several bad movies thrown together to give us a version of Mortal Kombat that honestly really was just average. It was a good time. I did enjoy parts of it, but again, the parts that I enjoy really didn't outweigh the parts that I didn't. And that's why I'm going to give Mortal Kombat an easy 5 out of 10. It's again, right at the halfway point. I don't think it's any less than that. And I think it deserves at least a look. But again, there's a lot of people that do not like this film. I'm hearing a lot of negative things. And Phil, I'm not sure if there's anything out there, Rotten Tomatoes or anything like that, that proves that point. But just what I'm seeing on social media, it hasn't been quite positive. So right now, Rotten Tomatoes, as far as critics, it is running a 55% on the tomato meter. As far as critic reviews, 87% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, but I was reading through some of them, and I believe Rotten Tomatoes is is linked to Fandango. So like some of the reviews are just about the movie theater experience. <laughs> so they were they were just mad that like they didn't get a refund or something. <laughs> so I think they need to re uh, redo that system. But it does have a 6.4 on IMDb. So yeah, I mean people are kind of falling in line close to where we are. Uh, just looking at my social media, some people really, really enjoyed this, uh, saying it was one of the better video game adaptations they've seen. I mean, it's still better than Assassin's Creed. I'll say that for those of you that saw Assassin's Creed. But I, I just kind of thought of this, Eric, as you were talking, as you were going through your review. I mean, there is a better movie. I think you can make an argument. There's a better movie just in the cutscenes of Mortal Kombat games as opposed to this. Yeah, and I mean, again, we're not in the lore of Mortal Kombat, so, you know, the way that the movie was presented, I mean, there's obviously, it didn't touch on a lot of the things. For example, the tournament was this big thing that's mentioned, that's really only mentioned. Um, and again, it's, there's a lot of setup for the sequel. I feel like the sequel, now that we've gotten past all the BS origin stories and introductions, I feel like the sequel has a lot of potential to do the opposite of what the, the sequel for the 90s movie did. And I feel like it actually could improve upon the first one, but that's wh whether or not that's going to happen, I don't know. I feel like the movie has seen some success and I think it deserves a second chance. But this first one, again, there were just too many issues with it. And unfortunately, Hollywood and video games still have not figured it out outside of movies like Detective Pikachu and Sonic the Hedgehog, which I mean, come on now. How can you mess up those movies? Just make Sonic look like the character. Oh, oh yeah. How could they ever? <laughs> How could they ever mess that up? Well, folks, that's it for our Mortal Kombat review. Thank you so much for joining us. There is so much planned for the month of May, and we also have on Wednesday coming up this month's episode of What Did I Miss, where we will have. 
plenty to talk about. If you are listening to this on Monday, last night we did our YouTube review of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So that full video should be up on YouTube now. We'll make sure to include that in the show notes. And thank you guys so much for listening. Again, if you're a first-time listener, you can find us anywhere you're listening to podcasts, which of course includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, Buzzsprout, and literally anywhere you're finding your shows. If you are enjoying the show and listening on Apple Podcasts, click that purple icon, leave a five-star review. That is one of the best ways you can support us. You can also find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, at Wait For A Podcast, and on Twitter, at Wait For A Pod. That is where you can keep up to date on all of our future episodes. And with that being said, that is the end of our episode. My name is Mr. Eric Almighty. That is my co-host, Phil the Filipino. And don't forget, we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. And all you have to do is wait for it. So, I heard you're looking for a go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it? Gaming? Wait for it? Anime? Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast.